snippets of timeless classics with ramblings on everything bookish, Ink and Quill connects you with literature, culture and writers in China and around the globe. Discovering literature and following the stories behind your favorite authors, this is Ink and Quill. I'm your host, Yang Yong. Logan, what did you do? Fans and silly magoas, are you ready to say goodbye to Wolverine, our favorite mutant from the X-Men franchise? This weekend, the film Logan and Australian actor Hugh Jackman's final stand as this iconic Claude superhero is going to hit the big screen worldwide. As fans bemoan the swan song of the beloved character, more comic book-inspired movies are ready to fill the void. However, are there too many of them? In today's book chat, let's follow our comic book buffs Shi Yu and Sam to find out. Hi there! You're listening to Book Chat. I'm Shi Yu, and I'm Sam Duckett. Okay, Sam. You know, 2017 this year. It's、mm-hmm. just like last year. It's a big time for comic book buffs, just like you and me, and people who like superhero movies. It's going to be a really big time for the comics and the movies. I think, in terms of movies, we're、mm-hmm. looking for an even bigger year than last year. Yeah. When I think of 2016, the biggest highlight for me was probably the Captain America film series, which had that epic conclusion, the big fight between Tony Stark and Captain America. Yeah, I love it. However, now we reach 2017. It's time for the Avengers. Infinity War to begin, and I think a lot of fans out there have been waiting for this for a really long time. So I、exactly. imagine everyone's super excited. Besides of Marvel, we still have lots more, like Wonder Woman. We have Justice League, and we're going to have Ghost in the Shell. So there will be lots of movies based on comic book. So you can actually see there's a pattern about like big entertainment companies like Marvel and DC. They are planting their comic brand into something bigger, like high-profile movies. But I just realized some people, especially for comic book fans, they don't like how it works. Well, it's a really interesting concept here, where we've seen growing success for the、mm-hmm. Marvel movies. It's actually been the opposite, and a lot of the Marvel comics that came out in 2016、yeah. were kind of they weren't really well received by critics. I kind of feel that. That the films and the comic books are doing the exact same thing, but in the opposite direction. So、like、for so for the Marvel films, they started off with a concept which they believed had a lot of potential, but they weren't quite sure how they could perfect it.、Mm-hmm. And the thing is, production for a film takes quite a long time. So if you find out that you're doing something wrong near the end of production. But it's embedded in the very seam of that film. It's often very difficult to make a change later down the line, and they've had to learn through trial and error by via experimentation and doing different things. And they finally found the formula now,、yeah. where it seems that most of the Marvel films can do no wrong. They're all being very well received by critics. They're all doing very well in the box office.、Yeah. It's taken a long process, but、yeah. they finally got it down. Now the comic book industry is completely <sighs> different. They have been taking some big risks and trying new things and having that same daredevil attitude, but it hasn't been that successful so far.、Uh, the two biggest examples I can think of are Civil War Two, Civil War Two, yeah, which didn't do well, and I think the even bigger one for me is the new 
Iron Man series. For our listeners who maybe have not caught up with the latest Iron Man comics, they've got a new protagonist. It's a young student. Iron Heart? Yes, that's the one. And Tony Stark has now become the AI for the Iron Man suit. And he's got more of a sub role in the comic book series. He's no longer the lead protagonist. Yeah. And they're trying to make it new and hip. You know, we've got a female Iron Woman and this is all cool and great and it's something new. Aren't you interested? But the fans are like, yeah, but I don't want to see Tony Stark as an AI. I want him to still be a major part of the story. And I don't know this woman. I have no connection to her. You still haven't explained why I should care about her. And it seems to have backfired Mm -hmm. a little bit. You know, the problem about Marvel Comics is that they're trying to rebooting the storyline, the old storyline, just like what they did in Civil War Two. They try to show diversity. They want to give fans something new by getting rid of old major characters, just like Tony Stark. But the problem is, comic book fans, we are creatures of habits. We want to see something old. We want to see some old heroes. So in that case, I think DC Comics is doing much, much better because they know what's going to happen. Well, hold up. I think when we're talking about the comparison between DC and Marvel, it's important to remember this. We just discussed how Marvel are still finding mm-hmm. a formula for yeah. their comic books and how they've already established a very powerful formula for their films. DC have the exact opposite thing going on and in terms of their comic books they established a formula a long time ago and it doesn't it doesn't just stretch to their comics if you look to their animated films as well Mm -hmm. these guys know what they're doing and the storylines for suicide the dark knight returns series Mm -hmm. and then you had flashpoint which i've recommended to you in the past and to date is still one of my favorite comic book storylines of Mm -hmm. all time they found this successful formula a while back and they've just been building on it there is no real need for them to be that experimental at the moment but They're still having to go through that painful growing process of making films. And we've had this argument in the past. Batman versus Superman just wasn't good. It just wasn't very fun to watch. It's Come on, we have talked about it for a really long time. I mean, if you ask me which companies makes better movie, which one makes better comics, it all depends on individual taste. Yes, and I for do. a lot of people, when we're talking about Marvel movies, especially, you think about something fun, something cool, something lighthearted, and lots of amazing special effects. So there's some apparently disparity between Marvel movies and Marvel comics. But as I mentioned of DC, they are trying to keep movie and comic at the same level. So I think that's where the problem comes from. Well, here's the thing. I kind of feel that DC have stabbed themselves with a double-edged sword, and this is what I mean. If we're talking about the all-time greatest comic books made into film, Mm -hmm. there are a few Marvel stories I put into that list. But if I'm being 100% honest to myself, and this is coming from a Marvel fanboy, The Dark Knight, Mm. Heath Ledger, that was probably the best comic book made into a film that we've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. Now... DC are looking at this and they're thinking, wow, Christopher Nolan, they did, he did such a great job. That was a, that film sold so well and the critics loved it. We, we, we have to keep, do something like we, that. We should keep being dark. But wait a second. Marvel are being fun and joyful and saying yay a lot. And that's successful too. Let's try and do that as well. And they, they seem a bit unsure of themselves. They feel that mm-hmm. they're at a very experimental stage mm-hmm. of trying to find an identity in terms of their films. Yeah. And this is why Suicide Squad was met with such... So much to test because when they teased that franchise, when you saw the uh, Suicide Squad trailer, 
we were thinking, oh, wow, that's kind of it's dark so, yeah. and creepy. And this is what we want. This is it. Take me there. I want this kind of film. And it came out and we saw some of that. But at the same time, we saw a lot of Marvel in there as well. We saw very kind of PG-12 <laughs> kind of this is for kids as well. And it's not really that cheesy, dark and it's a bit cheesy. Yeah. And you can tell that they have not established a formula that works for them, something that they can reproduce consistently. And just going back to what I said before, Shiyu, production of films take time. The average film can take, what, I think the Marvel films take about two to three years to make. Probably, but now because they find their formulas, they can actually produce one film like every four months. Well, they produce a film every four months because they have multiple studios. Yeah. But at the same time, it takes them over a year to make each film. Yeah, And because the production process is slow, if they find something wrong with that formula... It's not always that changeable, which means sometimes they just have to note it down and make sure that they don't make that mistake again. Yeah, you can see they're improving. And here's the other problem that DC have is that they were just too late to the party. Because when Spider-Man came out, and we were just happy they got the colours right, that it looked like (laughs) Spider-Man. Now we've now us us fanboys and fangirls mm-hmm. we've become connoisseurs. Yeah. We've got so much good material to compare everything that comes out to. If there's something wrong with it, we're extra super critical. And DC at the moment are falling victim to that because with Spider-Man again, that's a great example. Yeah. There's nothing to compare it to. So we just think it's great. But with every DC film that comes out, they've got what is it? Over 14 different Marvel films and then you've got I don't know how yeah. many DC films there is so much room there to be critical and there was, we have such high standards that it makes it really tough on those guys. You know what? I think Marvel formula, if there's actually a Marvel formula exists, I think it destroys opportunities for DC or other small-scaled independent studios because they set the formula... A comic book-based movie, it has to have A-list stars, it has to have a lot of action... It has to have like a mind-boggling visual effects. So it sets a standard for the industry and it's going to be so hard for others. I, to a certain, I kind of disagree. And here's why. Okay. You're right. In terms of them having to have big stars and high production values, dear, it's 2017. Every film has to have big stars and high production values if it's going to do well in cinema. And Come it's on. going to really hurt. That's just the way the world is. That's oh, the wait. way the market works. Have you... For action films, at least. But how about Kingsman? Kingsman is based on, a, I don't know, right. 20, you, 20, 2016 spy you, comic book. And you get anomalies like Kingsman that are written very well and they're very good fun. And they do very well in the box office and with critics. But Kingsman, again, it's not the standard. It was an anomaly. It was a surprise. Part of the reason why Kingsman is still so well remembered is because of the surprise factor. Because when it was released, the majority of critics were thinking to themselves, oh, this is going to be terrible. Oh, you know, <laughs> oh, oh, watch it, give it a bad review and move on. And then okay. they watched it and it's like, whoa, this is fun. I didn't expect that. Oh, my. And it really hooked the And that surprise factor really helped the film hook them. But mm-hmm. I don't think every film has the capability of doing that. In terms of Marvel, they've put themselves in a good position here because they have found that formula and they've gone through that trial and error process with their films. What it now means is that they have the cachet to experiment with that formula slightly and know that it's not going to hurt them too much. I think the biggest example of this is the Doctor Strange film, yeah, which came out last year. And 
we disagree here. I think it's one of the best films they've made because of, mm. there was no big boss fight. It was meant to be more of a clever boss fight. There were lots of big CGI scenes, but at the same time, there was yeah, a message behind it and a more of a meaning to it. And it was a different kind of CGI scene. Marvel have the cachet to experiment now and do what they want. DC doesn't. DC has to make something good, not too out there, and it's going to make critics give them a good review and it's going to make them some money because if things keep going the way they have been yeah. and if the um what's it called and if the justice league does as bad as batman versus superman they're going to be in some real trouble uh you know we have to realize that comic fans and cinema goers they have different expectation and for me I mean, as a comic book fan, I like paperback books. I think they show more depth, and you have, you know, by the end of each issue, you have this kind of, ooh surprise! Oh my god, this thing could actually happen. But for a movie, it has to tell the story from the beginning to the end. I mean, to be fair, I have nothing to say against the Doctor Strange, but for me, it's just too perfect. That's the reason why I don't like it. It's because it's starring Benedict Cumberbatch. No, so it has nothing to do with that. Exactly I, what I, you're I'm saying. I know, I know what you're thinking, Shuyu. He's he's a good-looking guy. Yes, he is perfect. I like I like him too. I think he's I a mean, great character. Okay, okay. Since we talk about Benedict Cumberbatch, there's nothing surprising in terms of character building. I mean, Doctor Strange reminds me of his older characters. It reminds me of a Sherlock Holmes who could do magical tricks. Well, to be fair, that he was a very different character in Sherlock Holmes than he was in the uh, Imitation Game. But there are still similarities in the, in the Sherlock Holmes mini films. In regards to your criticism, I think there are still a lot of criticisms that I personally make about that film. Mm-hmm. I still don't like how there was a big piece, of, a big flush of energy shooting into the sky at the end. <laughs> I think that's very cliche. Well, it's like every film that Marvel have ever made that shoots yeah. something into the sky. <laughs> you see it all the time. And, and like Thor. They, 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 they did it in Thor. Thor yeah. I think they've done it in the uh, in Avengers film. They did it in Iron Man. It's really been overdone. Yeah. And... I kind of feel that they skipped the training part. The thing I liked the most about Doctor Strange was the part of the film that's given the least attention. Mm-hmm. His quote-unquote superpower mm-hmm. is his mind. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that he's got a photographic memory and it's the fact that he's very quick mm-hmm. at learning new things. Yeah. And you saw him studying for a brief moment. I thought, wow, this is amazing. Watching him learn these magic spells. I'm, I'm into this. Let's stay here. Yeah. And then they threw him into an icy mountain. And he came back two minutes later and was like, all right, that's it. I know everything. I mean, Let's sounds, move on. It, it sounds was, like it Batman, was, right? It was like Batman. like Sent to the snow mountain in Tibet and then he knows everything. And he became a ninja in like two minutes. Yeah. Like, wow. I hate that. that I, I need to get the phone number of that teacher so I can become a ninja <laughs> in two minutes. Yeah, I, I think they skip the details sometimes with these films. And that is a big drawback of the of Doctor Strange and of Batman. But just going back to what we said before about the comics. Mm-hmm. So my take is this. We've talked about how production of a film takes a long time. Do you know who I think never get enough credit? The people that write and sketch comic books and the people that yeah. do the post-production for them. Yeah. Graphic novels, especially comics that are now done in colour. Not like the old days when, yeah. we had all, when we had the good old-fashioned black and white comics. Mm-hmm. It's much more complicated than that now. Those comic books, they take so long to produce. The average comic is what? 20 to 30 pages, right? Well, nowadays it's 32. Oh, it's 32 pages. Yeah. And we estimate that it takes maybe a month, we reckon, to produce 
each comic. Yeah. But then you have to factor in the fact that they don't make the story up as they go along. They have to have a storyboard, a plan. Yeah. And which means they essentially have to write the content for those comics in advance, mm-hmm. which can take up to six months. They need to do at least one page a day. Now, I've, I've got to be honest. I'm a bit behind on my classic DC reading. But I guarantee if I was to go back to some old school DC comics, like the old Batman, the old Batman comics, the really cheesy ones where it looks like he's wearing pajamas. Mm-hmm. There's probably some stuff in that writing that if DC could go back in time, they'd probably do it slightly differently. <laughs> they had that experimentation progress, but it was a gradual change because yeah. comic book production takes a long time as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening to Marvel right now. They're experiencing these growing pains and they can't make the changes immediately because we're talking about months and months of storyboard writing that we're basically saying, no, you need to go back and change the entire concept. They can't do that, but they can only slowly evolve it as time goes on. Yeah. Actually, I was wondering, is it a good idea to adapt the comic book into the silver screen? Because you remember yesterday we talked about Neil Gaiman's Sandman. You heard mm-hmm. about it, right? Yes. And it's one of the most successful graphic novels in history. It outsells Superman and Batman. But the problem is, when they trying to bring Sandman characters to the big screen, first they talk to HBO, then they talk to the man behind Supernatural, and then they talk with director Jasper Gordon-Levitt. But it turns out any one of them drop out of the project because of the creative differences. And I think for them, the graphic novel is just the way to complicate it. This problem's not just related to comic books. I think it goes across all mediums. Not every film would be a good book. I think yeah, you need that's to rem- true. And also, the, the, the biggest example of this, of taking something from one platform to another and watching it fail, mm-hmm. is with the video games. You look at the recently released Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Starring uh, Michael Fassbender. Michael, F- I like I like Michael Fassbender. Yeah. I haven't seen the film yet, but I've heard that it's I, going to be I, bad. Well, I've heard it's terrible. the The funny thing is that a lot of critics in the United States, I've heard a few of them say, when he's doing the film, it kind of feels like he actually doesn't know what's going on himself. <laughs> Because the Assassin's Creed storyline is actually quite complicated. The reason why Assassin's Creed worked as a video game is because the game has like a 20-hour play length, Mm -hmm. which means you don't have to understand the story at the very beginning. You have 20 hours to understand that story. And something that they've taken 20 hours to teach games in the past, they're now giving people an hour and a half to understand. And I think that's really difficult. And that's universal. Okay, so we come down to the same old question. Is it how should we restore comic book back to its old time glory? How could we bring them back to the realm of pop culture? I mean, today, comic book is regarded as something, some entertainment solely for nerds or children, especially in countries like China. Well, that's never going to happen if we're being fair, because when you look at the comic book industry, it's very niche. And the, a little bit. And I can't think of too many examples of a product that started off very niche becoming very mainstream. I mean, again, just going back to the video game example, Capcom trying to make a huge comeback with the Street Fighter series. And I've said that, you know, we've had this argument before. I've said ESPN are covering them. They're becoming mainstream. You said, no, Sam, you're a fanboy. And they're always going to be niche. And it's something I need to accept. I think (laughs) the way that I need to accept that's always going to be niche is the same thing that the comic book guys need to accept as well. Now, that's not really a big thing. As long as they're profitable, as long as there is a reason for their existence, as long as people still want to buy comic books and they're having to make more money than they spend, then I think their existence is always going to be here. Well, but I have to use Marvel Comics as an example to argue about that. You know, Marvel Comics 
its market share is doing not doing so well compared with DC. It's we all, doing terribly. Yeah, we all know that because a lot of people when they go to the cinema, they watch Captain America, they watch Avenger, and they want to know more about the characters. And、mm. then they go to the comic book store and realize, oh, Captain America is dead. There's no Iron Man, so this is this kind of disappointment. And you know, like Disney last year, they made a movie called Big Hero Six, and I think it's a huge success in terms of、mm-hmm. box office. And it's based on a a Marvel comic made in 1998,、mm-hmm. and no one heard about it, and you can't find it online nowadays. But still, it's successful. Again, this is. I think when you're looking at the Marvel film franchise, you need to have a bit of self control here because. We're telling you right now, they are making mistakes because they're still trying to find the right formula. Okay, and not everything that they do in their current comics is definitely going to translate into film.、Mm-hmm. So, if you want your memories of Captain America to be preserved, have a bit of patience and don't go and read the comics unless you really want to know. Because again, once you've read that stuff, you kind of can't unread it, and it can dampen your image of those characters. Yeah, so you've got to do so. With a bit of responsibility, and understand、mm-hmm. that if you decide to do this, it could backfire. In terms of Big Hero Six, that to me is a product that is better off in film than it is in comic. And、yeah. I can't—I don't think I can think of any other examples of something that started off as a bad comic but then became a really uh, great. Uh, film. Do you do you watch the Chinese movie Go Away, Mister Two? No. Oh, I saw, I, I saw. Yeah, I know the one. I saw the trailer. I didn't see the film. Well, the film is a box office hit in 2015, I suppose, and it's based on the web comic. I have、oh, okay. to say, it's not that good. But then, when it shifts to a movie, maybe because the web comic book, the storyline is oversimplified. So for filmmakers, they have enough space, they have room, they have the leeway to, you know, to enrich the content、mm-hmm. inside the movie. But I think for most of the comics books, its book is always more complicated compared with the movie. Here's another interesting example. Now I'm almost scared to say this because I kind of feel that it might irritate you a bit. But go ahead. A lot of people out there. Who've read the Harry Potter books? Kind of think the films are terrible. Well, oh, you you don't mind that? Yeah, because I, I know、mind. you're a fan of the films, right? Uh, kind of. Okay, because because again, and that and that argument goes on to Game of Thrones as well, because、yeah. a lot of people have seen that who've read the Game of Thrones books hate the TV series, Me. and that's also you know very that has been critically acclaimed. Again, that's another example of <laughs> something that was great on paper. And、mm-hmm. whilst I personally think both of those are great on camera as well, yeah, a lot of people who are big fans of reading the original literature just really don't like the film adaptations yeah, of them.、So、I think for Harry Potter, because it was a one-off film, they thought, "Yeah, I'll watch it just to see."、Yeah. But for Game of Thrones, I know there are people out there who have read the books, watched the first TV series, said, "Nope, I、yeah. don't like the books. Not watching that ever again." I did I that.、Care. I refused to watch the TV show for four years until last year. The same restraint that you've shown there is what I would say to a lot of fans out there who have seen the Marvel films and are thinking, "Oh, should I give the comics a go?" Because <laughs> you might be disappointed. Yeah, sometimes you need to think about the print version, the cinematic version. There are two things. Then you need to give them different identities. Yes, I'm hoping that Marvel will be able to do that in the end. I think they've got a great identity for their films. I think they're still finding that identity for their comics. I believe they will do so. But then again, I still believe that DC are going to find a good identity for their films, so I can be wrong. So <laughs> what you can be wrong? Okay, you know, 
half of the TV show in Japan are based on comic books.、Mm. So you needed to be grow into the mutual market, so everyone know how it works, and you will show more diversities. It just needs. Well, that、time. makes goes that makes Ghost in the Shell really interesting, and it's the one product that we kind of neglected to talk about quite a bit today. But with Ghost in the Shell. Their comic books were really well acclaimed, and、yeah. they did really well on their screen on their anime screen adaptation as well. Yeah, and now they're taking that next step into making it into a film starring Scarlett Johansson. Whitewash, <laughs> whitewash. Yes, that's a big step forward. Yeah, and I've got to be honest, I've got kind of a bad perspective on this. I look at how Assassin's Creed hasn't done very well. I look at past films based on games. I'm thinking of the Prince of Persia. The Going even further back, the、yeah. Super Mario film that was, <laughs> that was the worst. I can't believe、uh, there's a film. I, I'm thinking. I, I'm not sure how well this film's going to do. I hope、mm-hmm. that it does because if, if Ghost in the Shell is a good film, if、yeah. if it's fun, if we if we end up liking it, it will mean it's one of the few products out there where in comic, anime, and real life film, it all did well.、Yeah. That would be really cool, and that will set a good example. Dreams、mm. can come true. Yeah, we hope so. Shiyu and Sam talked about the different storytelling narratives of movies and graphic novels, as well as how to bring comic books back to the mainstream spotlight. On that note, it's time to wrap up today's program. Don't forget that there are always interesting happenings in the literary world, and we will keep you posted. To learn more about us, you can follow our Facebook account China Plus. Or download our podcast from iTunes. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host Yang Yong. See you next week.